0: Okay, so we have Betsy Yates from Foxtail Jewelry. Betsy, thanks for being on the show.
1: Hey, thanks so much.
0: I wanted to bring you on because uh, we had a previous phone call about some productivity hacks, about Kanban charts. Uh, I, I can't wait to get into that, kind of how, you know, talk about the positive benefit it's had on your jewelry design business. But first I want to learn and, you know, let the audience learn a little bit more about you uh, who you are, what you're about, and kind of what you've been up to.
1: All right. Well, um, I just moved to studios from a space that was a little – it was just getting a little bit too small for me, so I just expanded, and I'm in a beautiful large space in downtown Portland, and I feel, uh, I feel like I'm in a, in a spot where I can really grow and expand. So that's exciting. Um I make I make jewelry everything from custom custom engagement rings to I have a production line that I make um kind of cosmically inspired playful crystal and gemstone um minimalistic jewelry that has a lot of times like moving components and um very wearable everyday type pieces but also some some like statementy type things too. Um yeah, I've been doing this for about I think I'm going to hit nine years this year. I'll have my business up and going. So
0: nine years ago, what kind of led you to starting Foxtail, or like why start a jewelry company, or like had you always been a jewelry designer or into that, or tell me about that? Sure.
1: Um, so I went to school for I, I did art um, in in college at U, University of Oregon, and I took a metal smithing class and absolutely fell head over heels. I'd always been a super crafty and artistic. Person, but the second I realized that metal is actually this pretty malleable thing that you can you can make art with, that uh, you just need the the right tools and the skills, and so I just started taking a bunch of classes and you know spending 35 hours on projects and kind of got obsessive about metals. And when I left art school, um, I didn't actually make anything for like a year and a half, and I kind of I kind of found myself in a in a slump, and then like I was just blue all the time and. I, I couldn't really figure out what, what had happened. And so I stayed up one night and I journaled a bunch. And I realized that one of the main things that had shifted in the last year, year and a half, I didn't have a creative outlet that was mine. And I went from art school, which was really intense. And I think I needed that break. But then all of a sudden, you know, that year and a half goes by and I was kind of depressed. And I realized like, oh, my gosh, I really need a creative outlet to be happy. It was like this pursuit of happiness. And I didn't even understand that about myself at that point. So I, um, instead of, you know, if you, if you want to make jewelry, it's kind of difficult because you do require, it does require a lot of equipment and tools that I didn't own yet and they're expensive. So um, I found a, a communal studio and I just started renting um, a space there. And within a few weeks I was like, I think I want to, I think I want to try to make jewelry and like see if I can sell it. <laughs> and then I had no plans on making this my full-time gig necessarily. I had to three part-time jobs at the time. And, um, yeah, I, I think it took about a year and a half before I realized, like, wow, I've, I've been cutting back on my hours on my other jobs. But I think if I really quit all those jobs and just threw myself at this uh, kind of entrepreneurial endeavor, I could really see where I could take it. And uh, it's, it's, all, it's all history from there. Like, I've just been um, slowly growing and, and I'm feeling gosh, I love being in this, this new space that I just moved into. It just really feels like sky's the limit right now. I've been teaching uh, lessons too, which is kind of cool. And
0: when you first got started or you thought about, you know, turning this into a business, uh, did you have someone like in your corner? Did you have someone like giving you encouragement or are you just a stubborn girl and you're just like, I'm going to do this. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like I, can, I don't need anybody.
1: <laughs> um, I would, I would definitely say I'm, I've got a stubborn streak, but I, I also have really wonderful parents, my, my dad, both my parents really, but my dad is very, uh, has like a very entre- entrepreneurial spirit. And, uh, I was always encouraged to, you know, carve my own path if that's what makes me happy. And, um, so yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of support from my family and I felt really, you know, secure and, in giving that a go. And it didn't really occur to me to like play it safe and, and, get a get a nine to five or something i just kind of went and and went for it so i can't imagine working (laughs) working at a at a job for someone else at this point um i might at some point um it could be fun a new challenge if it was the right thing but as of right now i love the freedom that um that comes with you know working for myself. And I think the biggest challenge, I, when we've talked before, you asked me what the biggest challenge was. And I think one of the things I mentioned was self-motivation can be hard. And then also the whole organizational thing, because you have, you know, dozens of moving plates, of spinning plates rather. And it's, uh, it can be kind of overwhelming to, to make sure that you're not dropping one of them. <laughs> and um, I guess that's where the Kanban thing comes in
0: you talked about the Kanban has changed your life or like you just found that kind of new productivity hack or new model of working. What were you doing the last eight years, nine years? Like how, <laughs> how, how are you getting by? How how are you keeping projects organized? Or like t- tell us a few, tell us a horror story if you got one.
1: Oh man. Um, the horror story was lots of lists that didn't really connect to each other. And, um, I was dropping, I was dropping spinning plates. Like I I just didn't really know how to manage all the projects. And for what I do, I love doing custom work. And so people will contact me oftentimes with, you know, stones from other rings that they want me to recreate something, you know, like, and, and balance. It's a balancing act. I was getting also um, messages from like five different platforms. I have my website. I have an Etsy website. I have my Instagram. I have, people that know me personally were like texting me about projects I had um, you know in-person conversations and if I don't write them down it would be like in one in one ear out the other and it was it was really difficult for me to um, to to nail them all down and I was having a mere panic attack not quite but I was definitely like feeling this pressure in my chest and was just so stressed out one night and a boyfriend just looked at, took one look at me and immediately, uh, Google Image something. And I thought he was ignoring me and I was, I was, you know, telling him how stressed I was about work. And then he was just like, C- come, come here, Betsy. And he showed me this Kanban board, uh, Google Image. And I highly recommend to anyone that's listening, just Google Image Kanban board because there's a lot of different ways to, to set your own up, uh, your own version up. Uh, but I took one look at that and realized, uh, yeah, that, that massive, six foot by four foot whiteboard that I have in my studio space that has not been utilized properly would be perfect to create into this Kanban board. So the next day I took some washi tape and made my columns and bought some post-it notes and um, set mine up. And it's been so helpful. I color code it and I um, it's also helpful uh, to, so if I get a, a stone from someone or someone Picks out. I said pictures constantly of like you can choose from these stones. If somebody will circle a stone, and I'll I'll want to take that and make sure that I don't mix that gemstone up with the hundreds of other gemstones that I have. So I can actually tape that gemstone onto the post-it note under their name and stick it up on the board, which keeps it vertical and or you know just off my desk and out of my um, out of my counter space and onto a visual um, a visual board that really helps me. It helps my brain feel organized too. I look at it and I I feel like at ease.
0: <laughs> now let's talk about kanban because I think I think most people or if you've done or played around in any kind of like Google Drive or or some or any kind of like, you know, digital software or productivity software or, or calendars or appointments, like you may not know what a kanban is, but you could probably if you saw one you would recognize it. Uh, Sure. Let's kind of get into it. Like, what is Kanban and what is – what's kind of the best case use? Uh, We could start with as a jewelry designer and we can kind of expand it. Like, what's the best case scenario for a Kanban? Um,
1: I think it originated for big groups, for big, like, corporate groups, actually, so that if there are, you know, a team of people working on a project, everyone knew what what – uh, where each project on the board was as far as so there's um i'm not i 'm not explaining this very well. Everybody had an idea of where the projects were on the spectrum of like very very beginning stages to fully completed mm-hmm. and um so it's it's great for teams, but i'm using it as a single you know as a single uh entrepreneur as a, as a way to categorize a single project that I'm working with an individual from like a developing phase to a, you know, this is, it's moved from developing to we've got the the design is finalized and now I need to start making it. So I have, I have actually five columns, um, starting at backlog to developing to the to do, then to the doing like currently in my, in my hands doing it to the done side it feels so good to move a post-it note uh, along that little the columns to the done side and as the done column starts to fill up with all of those colorful post-it notes there's nothing better <laughs> than seeing how productive you've actually been it's like a very visual satisfying visual you know um but i i think Everybody can make their own differently. I really liked. I think I saw it on a Google image search. Uh, the backlog developing to do, doing, done. Um, I don't actually use the doing column very often um, because if I'm doing it, I usually just move it move it from the to do straight to the done. Um, but it's still a nice uh, visual representation of kind of a process and and working through, uh, uh, you know the the process of a of a single project can take weeks so it's just really nice to to see you know and you can put your deadlines on the post-it note and you can put all the all the bullet point details that you need on that bullet on that post-it rather and it really just declutters my brain in a way
0: what i've seen the best benefit of productivity and things like calendars is that it gets it out as you know you as the business owner you as the person who's wearing multiple hats it kind of gets things out of your head so that you right. you don't have to constantly think about it. And that could be, I feel like some people could say that's a bad thing. Like if it's out of your head, you're not going to remember it or think about it. Um, but I think it just opens up more, I don't know how you say it, like more headspace in your work process. That if I, if I put it to this medium or on this whiteboard or somewhere in this Google calendar or on this Kanban chart, that i don't have to think about it anymore and when i want to reference it i just look at the chart
1: it's a a decluttering of the brain and it's not out of sight out of mind like i have a massive board in front of me it in the it's like the center of my studio it really it's uh an extension of my brain and i can't ignore it um i i also really love i mean the post-it note idea is great because they're colorful they you can unstick them and restick them wherever you want but they're also because they're perfect squares. There's a really satisfying grid effect that happens with them. That uh, you know, it 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 seems a little like a maybe somebody coming off the off the street would look at it and not really know what they were looking at. But to my brain, like it's it's definitely I've categorized everything and I've set it up so that it actually puts my brain at ease. Like you were saying, um, it's it's not like an out of sight, out of mind. I think that's one of the reasons the Trello board on the the you know, you can download a an app onto your phone and essentially have a Kanban board in your phone all the time. But there's there's a there's a weird sense of out of sight, out of mind with the with the Trello board on the phone that it's not in my face all the time. So I'm definitely the type of the type of artist that uh I don't like drawers. If something's in a drawer I'll forget it's there and I won't mm-hmm. I, I, I don't open drawers very often. I love shelves. I love being able to see the things that are um, you know the tools and the, the materials that i have so just having this board up all the time um, has been really helpful i i, I will also say though there have there have been like weeks or months that have gone by i've been doing the Trello board for a few years now and there have been periods of time where I get new projects and i'm not keeping the, you know, the Kanban board only works if you maintain it. Mm -hmm. So if I was getting new projects and I wasn't making post-it notes for these new projects, they weren't making it to the board. Those are the, those are the spinning plates. You know, I've got like a dozen spinning plates at any given time. Those are the spinning plates that do fall off. And I, I, every once in a while would need to, okay, I'm going to spend an hour looking at my Trello board or my, sorry, Kanban board and moving these pieces around and like refamiliarizing myself with all the things, like all of the projects that I need to be focusing on. And um, yeah, it's pretty incredible too to, to realize that at any given point, if I'm like, huh, I feel like I'm done for the day, I can go over to my kanban board and kind of just like gaze at the things that I have not really touched. You know, I haven't, oh, I haven't communicated with that person about this piece. I wonder if they're still interested and it just allows you this uh it's just it allows an ease in your organizational process
0: process when you talk about the out of sight out of mind moment because i think Mm -hmm. i think that can happen with digital products like a like a google calendar like sure okay you scheduled something and you put the notifications on there uh but then you kind of forget about it and then you get this notification like it's happening in 30 minutes and you're like, wait, what? what is happening right now in 30 minutes? I got this. Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot to schedule this. This is happening in 30 minutes. I got to get ready for it. Um, but, yeah, you're saying if. Do you. I mean, is it just personal preference with the kind of digital versus analog vibe or or do you truly find that having something physical that is staring you in the face every day is better than something that's on your desktop on your phone?
1: Oh, I think it's absolutely a personal preference thing. I think uh, the Trello board is probably really good for some for some uses, and for some people, it totally it totally depends. Um, I will. I was the type of person,ing all through college and and high school. I loved having the, the 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 analog planner. Like I had a book that I carried around with me, and it had everything that I needed to do that week, and i put in trips and I put, you know, like I actually save all of my, all of my planners from all through college and, you know, from 2005 to 2010, I have, I have like a stack of planners cause it's really fun to flip through them. I decorate them. And it was, it was just like a journal, almost a, a diary of, uh, of your, of your year. And so it kind of that, I think the people that enjoyed that type of tangible handwriting thing, um, would really enjoy the, the, the wall Kanban board and it doesn't need to be a four foot by six foot massive thing in your space. Um, I've seen them be, you know, on a small, you can get a small whiteboard from, you know, an office Depot or wherever, even a thrift shop probably. Um, and make your own in a, in a, in a way that works for you. But yeah, the analog thing really, uh, like scratches my brain in a good way. Like I, it really helps my, my process, uh, tremendously.
0: So you use Kanban for project management. Have you found other uses for it? Have you, uh, do you find yourself using it for social media or marketing or other aspects of your business?
1: Um, I have reminders up there for sure. I don't, I've not used it to, to plan out anything other than my, my personal projects that I, um, that I, that are still kind of developing and need to be made. Uh, but it's not a, it's not a bad idea. You were talking about, um, social media just now and I, I would probably benefit greatly from, from using a Kanban board for social media as well. Um, I have, I do have a couple, um, like collaboration ideas that with some, some different people through social media and I have, um, some post-it notes for those projects up on my board. I have some reminders about, you know, just life stuff up there to make sure that it's on my to-do list and anything that you're going to be putting on your to-do list, um, you can use on the Kanban board as well. Um, I'm like, I I keep promoting post-it notes. I'm huge on post-it notes and I have post-it notes on my desk and um, near my desk on my wall. (laughs) That's not, that, that is not part of the Kanban board, but um, anytime I see a post-it note, it's usually just like a, um, like a a reminder of something, you know?
0: No, that's awesome. I'll, I'll speak to using Kanban in, uh, I've put it in my content calendar process that, you know, the kind of for me, the left column, the far left column is like raw ideas that are un- oh, great. unpolished, have no idea, you know, just content ideas or here's something I could talk about, or here's a podcast idea, or uh a blog post that I can maybe write. And then kinda of almost how you're doing it, the next column over is development or outlining or uh, and then the next column would be things like designing it or writing it or editing and drafting all the way until you get to the far right column where it's done, it's completed. Um, oh, doesn't that feel so good? <laughs> it does. I think there's a lot of crossover between uh, what photographers are doing, what filmmakers are doing, what graphic designers are doing. Um, are there are there other sort of productivity hacks or other kind of project management, m- management methods that you've kind of added to... Go alongside the Kanban or for you is Kanban or life kind of model for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Kanban is is great. I do supplement my Kanban organization with um, I, I make a lot of lists on my phone um, if I'm not near my Kanban then I can't pull out my sharpie and jot something down on a post-it. I do have a bullet point list I actually have a um, I use my notes you know, the, the notes app that comes with your phone or, you know, most phones, I would say I have a, an entire foxtail jewelry note folder. And in there I have, you know, lots and lots of bullet point to do lists. And then also just like projects and project ideas. And so I do have, I mean, lists are King. I, I, if I don't make a list, it doesn't, it doesn't happen (laughs) for me. So I do, I do love making lists. I love, um, I have a, a calendar that I, um, it's, a, it's like a weekly calendar that you rip off um, each week. I can take a picture and send that to you too. It's really helpful. Um, you, and that one comes with post-it notes too. So it's, I, I have a couple different ways of, organiza- or of organizing my, my brain, but um, I would say that the Kanban board is, is the, the best method that I've found to um, really getting things out of my brain and like, Oh, it alleviates so much of my stress of like, uh, of dropping the ball on something. So as long as it's on the board, I, I feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to, to make it happen. Uh, that, that said also, like, have you, have you heard though? Like, if you don't write it down, it won't happen. Like and I'm talking like goals or dreams, like write that write that down and, and the second you write it down it becomes more real. Um, I think that there's some, there's something to be said for that um, for these projects too. Like you put it down and it's just like it's it's going from an idea that's just kind of in the in the ether <laughs> to a more concrete thing that has a plan to be finished. And uh, I think the Kanban board because you're forced to write stuff down it helps that.
0: I'm all about articulation. If you can write it down yeah. Uh, You say, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll add to you when you say, you know, when you write it down, it becomes real. When you write down, I tell people to write down, you know, kind of follow the Tim Ferriss method. When you write down your fears, it becomes less real. It becomes (laughs) like, you you know, if you are so afraid to do this new project or you're afraid that you're going to take this risk. It's like, well, write down all the risk or write down the worst things that could happen if you were to do this. And then you write them down and they're not really that serious, or they were more serious in your head than they were on the paper. When would Kanban not work? Or can you think of a, a use case where Kanban would just not be the exact fit for the project you're trying to do?
1: I think the only time that I've found Kanban not work for me is, like I said before, when when you don't maintain it. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure there are applications where it just wouldn't fit for somebody, but Maybe not. I don't know. If you have a project and it's, if it's in the, the beginning stages of a, you know, the process, or if you're juggling lots of projects, it's such a great way to, you know, as long as you maintain it, it will work for you. Um, yeah. The only time I can think of it not working is when I neglect it and I, and I'm not making the post-it notes for the, for the projects. And then it becomes my, my brain becomes a jumble again. And, you know, you get to the this breaking point where you're like, Oh my God, I'm stressed again. And I don't know why. Oh, it's because I haven't, I haven't organized my brain and, you know, and, and updated my board. So yeah, it doesn't work if you don't keep it updated. Um, it's definitely an ongoing thing that you need to put effort into. Um, but you reap the benefits like crazy if you, if you do.
0: So um, I want to ask you about, you say list or King. I think I know what you mean, or I think I know what you're saying when you make list of what, what are you talking about when you say like you make a list or I'm always making lists? What's on the list? Why make a list? I want to know personally.
1: So totally depends on the day, but have you ever tried to fall asleep at night and your brain is just like, you can't shut it down. You've got so many things that you're like, Oh God, if I don't, if I don't do this, Oh God. And then there's that. And then, you know, I'm going camping on Saturday and I need to get this. this, Like there's just so many things. Life is so fast paced. And if you don't, if you don't, attempt to keep up with it you'll 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 miss things and you'll be late to things and you'll you know it's just you'll be a mess too so i have a, a pad of paper next to my bed i also have the note the notes feature on my phone so i know if i forget to tear tear the, the actual piece of paper on uh off the pad of paper and take it with me i i know my phone is always with me and i have lists always with me so it's just a way for me to um I, I'll put down anything from like don't forget to call, you know, the the gas company <laughs> to um, you got to write that person back about this thing. And there's there's it just helps the second you can make a list about all the things that you could be stressing about. You take it out of your brain and you put it on a list, and you know you you feel very at uh, comforted by the fact that the next day you'll look at that list and realize like, okay, cool. A lot like what you were saying before, where you are able to declutter your brain and kind of remove stuff from your brain and, and in a way that just feels so much better. And you don't need, you don't need to stress about it anymore because you're not going to forget about it because you, you can read the list at any given point and keep, you know, stay on track. So I make lists. Um, I, I actually probably, I hate saying shoulds, but I probably should make more lists. Like I've, I've heard of people having a daily or a a daily practice either, either at night, like I'm going to make my list for the next day or in the morning, like waking up and sipping your coffee and making a list for the day. It just helps keep you on track. It helps help. It really helps you prioritize what needs to be done first. Um, It makes things more um, attainable or seem more doable um yeah I, I guess I, I don't I guess I could open up a, a list of my own and read it off for you if you're curious mm-hmm. about what exactly goes on my list but um, it's really just dependent on the day and the week and what's going on in your life at that time you know
0: for Fox jewelry for Betsy Yates, what does the rest of 2020 look like 2021 how are you gonna do you have that planned out on your Kanban or is that uh, your future? your future hopes and dreams, is that on the chart up there?
1: Um, I don't have my like future plans and dreams on my Kanban, but that is not a bad idea. Um, I guess I have like, I have a list of tools, like my dream, my dream equipment that I have not yet invested in, or I have not um, purchased for myself. Uh, I do have some lists like that of things that I know I want to, you know, um, outfit my space with. But uh, as far as 2020 goes with COVID and with, Uh, you know, life as we knew it completely shifted. Uh, I'm a little um, curious, actually, Um, a little nervous, but more curious to see how the the holiday season wraps up, because I, I do a lot of markets, not a lot, I do like two or three markets every, you know, between October and December. And those are big markets where I, you know, make a ton of inventory and I sell in person, which is such a joy. I do a lot of my business online and through, um, you know, through messaging. And it, it is really awesome on one hand, but on the other hand, I don't get that personal connection. I don't make eye contact with these people. I don't even get to hear their voices most of the time. So being able to do these markets is really fun once or once a year to uh, to like meet my clientele and and have conversations with them and like let them really get to know me too as the person of one person behind this, this business. Um, And so without those markets, that's obviously going to be, there's going to be a cut in income there as well. So I'm just really trying to focus on online, um, online sales. And I've been been trying this new method of sales called um, like studio updates and batching my work. In a similar way to, you know, you make a big, big batch of work and then you kind of hype it up and then you have a release date. Um, and I did a really pretty successful one in May and I'm planning another one for the end of this month. Um, and a, a bunch of kind of unique, one of a kind pieces that will only be available. There's like, uh, it's really nice to have, uh, there's some scarcity. And I think that that is, that like kind of riles up some excitement and people go go crazy for it. It's kind of cool. So for 2020, I think I'm going to have more of those, those sale drops and I'm focusing on teaching right now, actually. I just booked about eight different students. I'm doing one-on-one masked uh, wax carving for casting and I'm taking on students for beginning metalsmithing which is, I have the space for it now that I've moved into this bigger um, studio. So I'm, I'm excited about 2020. I know there's, there's it comes with its limitations, but Um, I'm I'm working around it. I think everyone uh, has shown our our ability to adapt is pretty incredible. So we're adapting and we're making it work.
0: Okay, so Betsy, where can we find, you know, if we want to shop your store or if we want to become a student, where do we got to go?
1: Sure. Um, My website is foxtailjewelry.com. That's F-O-X-T-A-I-L jewelry.com. And um, I have a, a lot of stuff on Instagram doesn't make it to my website. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's the same box jewelry. Uh, I've got every piece that I make pretty much makes it onto there. And I've got just tons of stuff to, to flip through, which is kind of fun. And if you are in the Portland area, Portland or beyond, um, then I am just downtown Portland and you can message, reach out to me either through my website or through Instagram. And uh, we can set up a, a potential meeting for, we can kind of chat about what you want to learn. And um, the cool thing about doing the one-on-one lessons is I get to kind of individualize each, each lesson to the person. So we'll talk about what you really have uh, your, your heart set on making and I'll
0: help you make it. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Betsy, thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Hey, thank you, Jordan. This is great.
0: Okay. Episode's over. Before you swipe away, I have two things for you to check out. Okay. Maybe three, but just kind of stick with me. Number one is my daily email for photographers. Each day I'm sending out short, actionable lessons on how to improve the business side of your photography business. You'll learn about marketing, strategy, pricing your work, and so much more. Sign up for the first five lessons on jordanpanderson.com. It's my name with .com. It's, it's pretty easy to remember. Number two, and this is a big one, I'm offering one-on-one coaching for photographers who are looking to accelerate their business, get consistent leads, and build a brand they're proud of. Schedule a time to chat at jordanpanderson.com slash coaching. Last is number three. It's this podcast. I'm not asking you to subscribe or go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's a little bit, it's a little bit overdone. But I am asking you to go back, find an episode that resonates with you, download it, and give it a listen. My name is Jordan P. Anderson. I help photographers who hate marketing, and I'll see you on the next episode.